0: But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not, hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there, hello again to you. So glad that you're joining me today for this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show. Today, we are looking at a couple of verses from Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and verses 17. This is the fifth podcast episode in our series on Romans 8, and I just got to say, today's verses, they're good. They, they are good. There's good stuff coming today. Good stuff coming your way. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt, author, speaker, homeschool veteran, ministry leader, and an award-winning podcaster, but really, if I had to like boil it down to one thing, the most important thing about me, I'm just a woman running hard after Jesus. On the daily, trying to encourage people to believe God's promises as I run my race, as I press on toward the prize of the high calling that I have through Christ Jesus my Lord. That's pretty much who I am, and I'm so glad you're here. The Burt Not Ernie Show is part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode 95. Romans 8, verses 16 and 17 from the Amplified Bible reads like this. The Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us that we believers are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance, if indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. Okay, all righty. Well, well now, uh, that's a lot packed into two verses, is it not? I've said this before, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again because it bears repeating. God's word holds within it more hope, more promise, more of literally the very breath of life than we can ever, ever use up or exhaust. It is quite literally inexhaustible. Inexhaustible. Think about that. That's incredible if we really think about it. We don't have very much in this life that fits the description of being inexhaustible right? I mean, we just don't. What, what meets that qualifier? Not a whole lot, but God's Word holds within it all things inexhaustible. Do you need some hope today? Hey, you know what? God's Word's got it for you. What about joy? Peace, love, truth, guidance, clarity, strength, understanding, wisdom, practical knowledge. It's all right here, yours and mine. It's ours for the taking, if we would, but open it up. Read it and believe it. The word of God is so good. We don't want to neglect any of it ever. Okay, so let's really truly believe these words today, right? Okay, these verses from Romans 8, these two verses, let's really choose to just believe them today and not believe them in like a head knowledge. Yeah, yeah, I know the word of God is true kind of a thing. No, I want you to believe them for you personally, for your own life right now, where you're where you live in. Where you living at, that's where you need to be believing at. The Holy Spirit, who is, of course, God. The Holy Spirit is not kind of God. The Holy Spirit is not partially God. The Holy Spirit is not merely the third member of the Trinity. And yes, there is one very popular, uh, I guess you could even kind of say famous, modern day, he's still alive, preacher who stated that exact thing in one of his books. He said, the Holy Spirit is not called the third member of the Trinity for no reason. Uh, what? What did you say? Like, seriously. And it may not be the kind of pastor you think. You might have a few ideas that people would be like, oh, I bet it's this. No, no, it's not somebody that's like on that ultra out there spectrum, right? It's somebody you might, um, you might actually follow on social media or agree with. But um, look, that's dangerous to say. All of that that I just said is for me to just reiterate just in case you haven't thought about it in a while, just in case maybe in some little back door of your mind without even you being like consciously aware, you might kind of sort of not think of the Holy spirit the same way you think of Jesus and the father, but the Holy spirit is fully God and he is not to be trifled with. So as I read these verses, verses 16 and 17 from Romans eight, that is what comes to mind for me. And so I wanted to share it with you. Like, Um, when I talk about God's word, I believe it. And so when it says that this is the Holy Spirit is fully God, I believe it. And when I read that it says the spirit is described as the spirit of the living God, I believe it. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He is fully God. And in him, there is no shadow of turning because he's fully God. He so graciously tells us that he is no respecter of persons. Look, your rank, your popularity, your position, your whatever, it does not matter to him. He does not respect you more or less based on such things. And frankly, being the Lord God of heaven's armies, the Lord God of heaven's armies, you know, we're never going to move his needle with such things. So all of that is kind of framing the aspect of God that we are talking about in these verses, we have to know how to frame things biblically, or we're going to get hit from the flank, so to speak. So I framed it for you, and um, I know you can do that for yourself. But man, if I'm going to talk about God's word, I got to talk about all of God's word, the whole counsel of the word of God. If you feel like, say, this is just one way you can apply this kind of, um, who is this God that I'm, that I'm thinking about in these verses. Who is this God? I want you to think about like, if you don't think rightly about who God is, you may pray small. You know, you may pray small. Now say you're having a, a bad day and you feel like you're praying from a small place. Um, maybe you've kind of been beat down by life. You feel like you're like in a funk This is a rough spot. You're kind of at a low estate right now. Don't stop praying. Pray more. Pray bigger. Pray bolder prayers than maybe you've ever prayed before in your life. And pray it from right there, that exact place. Don't be like, yeah, when I get it together, I'll pray bigger prayers. No, no, start praying now. But if you ever pray because you feel like maybe God, um, maybe you just don't really, you're not believing he is who he says he is, make yourself pray bigger. Make yourself read the word of God. Say out loud what God's word says about who he is and uh, kind of hold yourself accountable. You know, Paul describes it as working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, We all need a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord. We need it. We need it, and we need it when we pray. So don't let that be something that influences how you pray. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know, really hold yourself up against the Word of God and say, You know what? There is Life is too short, and there's just not time for me to be backdoor believing little smidgets of things that aren't true. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Ain't nobody got time for that. Get thee behind me, Satan. Here is who the Word of God says the Holy Spirit is. That's who he is, right? And also, you know, just remember that because your God is not a respecter of persons, because that's not who he is, he's not capable of saying this person has more of my time and attention and focus or more worth than that person. He's not able to be that. And so he'll never do that. Um, you know, that makes your your low estate, your funk, that makes it, it's just the runway. It's just the runway for the takeoff of a miracle. So let God be glorified in your big praying. Don't pray small, just because you feel small. Feelings are fickle, like people's tastes. Fickle. Fickle things, they do not rule over the life of a child of God. And you are a child of God if you know Jesus. So look, um, the Holy Spirit, this verse, verse 16 says, the Holy Spirit testifies and confirms. Hey, now, you know, if God confirms something, who on earth can unconfirm it? I'm going to tell you who, nobody, nobody, that's who, it's just not going to happen. He testifies and he cannot lie. It's impossible for him to do so. So if he testifies about something, well, then that's that. It's settled. If a matter is settled in heaven, may it be settled in our own hearts and minds as well. You know, it's a done deal. It's just like verse 16, the Holy Spirit does both the testifying and the confirming. How amazing is that? So there isn't any wiggle room at all. You're not able to get out of this promise. Really, the only two options you have are to be in rebellion against what the word of God says. And we don't want to be doing that, do we? Or to just be in agreement with it because it's true, right? You see what I'm getting at here? You can't get out of it. So since you can't get out of it, why don't you just believe it rather than rebel against it? I am painting this picture for you that is um, just showing you what the absolute reality of God's word is in his kingdom. And I want you to accept it, to believe it as an absolute reality in your day-to-day, walking around, I'm actually living this thing, life. The Lord testifies and confirms. The Holy Spirit testifies and confirms along with our spirit to assure us that we who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ as Messiah, as Savior, we are children of God. Is that a promise or is that a promise? Yeah, that's a promise. I am going to read this verse again. And as I do, I just want you to listen and then kind of do what the verse says, to be in agreement with the Holy Spirit that you are a child of God. Now, this is conditional. You've got to know Jesus personally, right? I mean, it only applies to those who are in Christ, who are saved, who believe on him for forgiveness and eternal salvation. But if that's you, then this is This is your verse. This is for you. It's your promise. So if that's you, as I read, just sort of give a nod, you know, something like you're answering in the affirmative. And hey, if you can, if you're in a place where you can do so, would you answer out loud? Like say, yes, Lord. Amen, Lord. This is for me, Lord. Like when you do that, you are talking to the devil. You might be talking to yourself, but you're also talking to the devil. He can hear you. And Satan, that dirty old dog, the devil, he must, he must, he must flee. When you resist him, actively agreeing with the word of God is resisting the devil. So if you can just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This verse is for me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say it out loud. If you can Romans eight, verse 16 from the amplified, the spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us that we believers are children of God. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. If God says we're children, that he has testified, that's who we are, and he has confirmed that that's who we are, then that is who we are. All right, so hopefully I've laid a solid and super firm foundation as we look at verse 17. And I just want to mention, um, before I continue, a couple things here real quick. If you would consider voting for this podcast as part of the Spark Media Awards, I've been nominated um, Best Female Podcast, and voting is open through the end of February of 2022, I can put that link in the show notes so you can just go to sparkmedia.ventures and you'll just click around. You'll find the place to vote um, in this drop down menu so you can pick the Burt Not Ernie show and then another drop down menu you can pick best female podcast. I would really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And also, uh, dun, 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 announcement time. I've got something new coming up really soon. It is a course on prayer. And I'm specifically going to be talking about Psalm 91. I've done a lot of in-depth studying and practical, like on the ground praying and have taught women about Psalm 91. So um, you know what? It's course time. The sucker is going to be a course. Uh, I'm going to have some options for founders to join my course early The price is going to be $50 normally, and the founders are going to get it at $25 for the whole course lifetime access. So if you're interested in that, if you'd like to be a founder, you can do one of two things. You can sign up for my email list at my website. That's my name, J-A-N-L-B-U-R-T.com. So it's just Jan, middle initial L, Last name Bert.com. right there on that main page. You just scroll down just a tad and then drop your email and you'll be on the list to get information coming up super soon. Or you can email me at janlbert at outlook.com. Just put founder in the subject line and put your name and email address in the body of the email and I will get some info to you. And I hope you consider joining. Like, get on my email list. I hope you'll, I hope you'll join me at that founder's rate, or at the very least get on my list so you can stay up to date with all the things that are coming out. Because this particular course on prayer, and uh, it'll also be like some Bible study type content for Psalm 91. You don't want to miss it. This can change your life. And I'm not exaggerating. And I've in fact had women who've been through um, one of my prayer groups with me say it did change their life. So uh, you know what, as Christians, we have got to be investing in the kingdom of God in ways that like you have to be shored up, you have to be equipped if you're going to keep doing kingdom work. And as the sands of time and the hourglass of forever kind of are trickling down, be about your father's work. So if you would join me, I would love that. So anyway, find me on my website, janelbert.com, sign up or email me at, at outlook.com and be part of the founders group for the new course on Psalm 91. Okay, so back to Romans 8 verse 17. You ready? You ready? Get ready. If you're not ready, you better get ready. You know, put on your lap belt because this plane is going to take off and you do not want to miss this flight. Okay. Ready? Romans 8, 17 from the Amplified. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance, if indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. Okay. Okay there's a lot there. And you might be like, yeah, I've heard that before. What's that? I don't know. I don't see what's so, what's the big deal, Jan? Well, let's talk about it. Let's, let's pick this thing apart, so to speak, and find out what the big deal is. Cause this, that really, this is, this is critical. You've got to know this about who you are, because this is who God says you are. It's settled already that we're God's children. And according to 1 John, we are God's dearly loved children. Some of us may have grown up in homes where, yeah, we were children, but maybe we didn't feel very loved, let alone dearly loved. This truth is vital for us as disciples of Jesus. We have got to know how to relate properly to our God who loves us so much. And so we've got to know who we are. Remember, this is the Burt and Show. You know, it's important to know who you are. And part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. You are dearly loved you're not just tolerated, you're not put up with, and you're not even just loved. You're dearly loved. You are a child of God. See, this is a vital truth. You're a disciple of Jesus, and you're a child of God, and the Holy Spirit indwells you. You are literally the Lord's temple. You got to know that. You got to know that. Think about those things I just said. And what does that mean in light of all of that? It means you matter. It means you're a value to God. And if you're a value to God, oh man, Oh man, nothing can strip that away and nothing compares to that. And nothing can devalue you to a point where you feel like not valuable. Not once you really understand what God says about you. It trumps all. You know what I mean? I mean, God's love triumphs over everything. It triumphed over over death, over sin, over hell at the cross. It triumphs over all. Okay. So you gotta know that you know that you know that you are dearly loved as a child of God. And God who is faithful and who does nothing outside of his loving kindness is the one who dearly loves you. As his child, you're also an heir and you are a fellow heir with Christ. You get to share in his spiritual blessings and inheritance. So what does that actually look like? What does that look like for us here? We're not with the Lord in heaven yet. So what does that look like? Well, okay, let me just, I'm just going to give you an example. You can take something in the Bible and you can pray it. I'm not talking about make up your own thing or add to what the word of God says. You take a verse or some verses and pray it or a passage, right? Grab it and pray it. And as you pray it, expect that that prayer is not going to go unanswered. It will not be an unanswered prayer. The word of God does not, will not, cannot return to God void. The word of God will do, must do, can't not do, to use a double negative, can't not do what he has sent it forth to do. Let me say that one more time. The word of God does not, will not, and cannot return to God void, but rather it will do, must do, can't not do what he has sent it forth to do. That's from the book of Isaiah. Speak God's word out loud. This is part of your inheritance as an heir. Don't leave any of it on the table. Don't leave any of your inheritance sitting there resting. Grab it. Utilize it. Spend it. You know what I mean? Spend it. Like, believe it. Spend it. If you have money in the bank and um, your earthly father said, I want you to spend this money on X, Y, Z, or it just goes for, for nothing, you know, it's going to burn, you, like, go spend it, right? Spend this. Pray God's word and believe it. Spend it. Like, spend your time in prayer. Spend it. And what's awesome is that you just end up with more dividends in the bank the more you spend God's word in prayer. Okay, it's going to do what he sent it forth to do, but not if we're not speaking it, you know? I mean, again, you got to look this up in Isaiah. Um, I'll find the exact reference and put it in the show notes. But where where would we be as a people if people before us had not prayed? Oh, man, let's be, let's be praying people who pray God's word. Speak it out loud. This is part of your inheritance as an heir. Not just like just a corporate whole inheritance, yours personally speaking, praying God's word out loud. Changes things. It changes things. It changes things right here in your home, in your living room, in your car. Um, you're on a run or whatever. So where it, it changes things in your life right here and right now in your workplace. It also changes things on the other side of the world. We cannot neglect our inheritance, our spiritual blessings, and think that we're living in the fullness of all the Lord wants to give us. If you want to know what God has for you, start here. If you feel like Oh, I don't know. I need to know more. I need a bigger picture. I need to, no, 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 just start here. Grab some passages from God's word and start praying them. You know, here's one thing that we can pray. This is the kind of prayer that people who've gone before us have prayed and have had results that are mind blowing. Okay. I mean, seriously, mind blowing. You can pray. I can pray. Give me the nations, Lord, as part of your kingdom, and we can expect God to move and to act to rescue people from just the lostness that is flooding this world. Your prayers and mine could be like building an ark that offers rescue, deliverance, hope, and protection from the rising floodwaters that are engulfing this planet. People may yield to Jesus only because you Pray. 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 Think about what kind of inheritance that is. Sometimes we think about just, you know, I don't want to say we think what's in it for me, but we live in a world where we literally are, um, it's hard. Inflation, yeah, that's a thing right now. I mean, life is difficult on so many levels. And so it's easy to have our our immediate needs and then our needs that are right around the corner and then our maybe far off needs. Maybe you're thinking about retirement and just what's life going to look like for my kids. That Those needs can be, they, they're pressing and they can be a weight. In your prayer time is your opportunity to take the weight of all of that, lay it down at the foot of the cross. I mean, First Peter, um, I think, is at five seven, tells us to cast all our care and anxiety on Him, on the Lord, because He cares for us. Give it to Him, and make a trade. Take His yoke. His yoke is easy, and His burden is light. Right? Like, make that trade. That 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 inheritance is great. He's going to take care of us. But the thing is, the thing I want to say about that, I'm not saying don't pray for your material, physical, real world needs. No, absolutely do, but don't let it be a bigger burden than God wants it to be. When you get to heaven, what are you going to be walking on? What are the gates going to be made of? I mean, think about this. All of the things that we would consider highly valuable, right? Gold. Gold. It's the it's the standard, right? I mean, the gold standard is a phrase for a reason it's, it's the thing. If you buy gold and silver, you're always going to hopefully have a way to exchange for, I mean, even if the, if the dollar does think about, think about it, Germany before World War II, when the Reichmark was like up to like billions, what was it? Like 10 billion equated one U.S. dollar. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like if you got paid on Friday by Monday, you maybe couldn't buy a cigar with a paycheck that could have been 10 millions, millions or milliards. They used an old phrase of the old way of describing money, milliards. That's kind of funny, but you know, that's just the way it was. So think of billions, a billion dollars couldn't buy a cigar. That's crazy. Okay. That's the kind of inflation they were dealing with. So they would want to have something like gold that would work even in that kind of a system. Okay. So even, that's worst case kind of scenario we're talking about here. Well, you don't know how you're going to feed your family because you don't have even close to enough money. Your entire month's wages may not buy two meals, right? Okay. Got, got something in mind here of how horrible it actually was. And this is recent history. You're talking about this isn't 100 years ago. Okay. This is um, to be exact like 1923, 1924. So close to 100 years ago, not quite. All right. Talking about gold. What's that going to be for us in eternity and for all of eternity? pavement, pavement, it's going to be under your feet. You're going to be walking on it. So by faith, when you pray for your provision and your needs, by faith, think of it as under your feet. God's going to take care of it. He's faithful. And then switch up your praying and saying, I want my full inheritance. I want it. I want what you have for me now. And I want my actual real, like never ending huge, the Biggest, most important part of my inheritance when I'm in eternity forever. And so I'm not just gonna pray in fear and trepidation and with a case of the nerves about my XYZ current needs. I'm gonna go beyond that. I'm gonna go beyond that. I really am gonna cast those cares on you, Lord, because you care for me and I really am going to apply the word of God to this situation. And I want my inheritance, give me the nations. Save people. Use me as your kingdom worker. I want to be a good steward. I want you to say, well done, good and faithful servant, when I'm with you, Lord, when I meet you face to face. That kind of praying, oh man, you see what I'm saying? Like you're, you're going beyond, you're going beyond what you can do on your own. Your prayers can be answered on the other side of the world and that inheritance, think about even one person thanking you for praying when you get to heaven and they're there for eternity. Can you imagine? Can you even imagine? Okay, so... All that to say, like, um, and, and it's okay if you haven't had, like, you haven't done this before. You haven't gone out on a limb, so to speak, in prayer with God. That's all right. I, I actually, I don't really want you to believe me. I want you to believe the word of God. I want you to believe the Lord. So here's a way that you can actually try this out. Um, for the next 30 days, and you might be like, oh, I don't want to do, it. I don't need a 30-day commitment. Yeah, yeah, actually you do. You need this 30-day commitment. So um, get rid of that mentality right now. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna ask you to go work out for an hour at the gym. I'm not saying you need to do 9,000 burpees a day. Listen, try this. Each day for the next 30 days, one solid month. You do me a solid by doing you a solid and a solid month. Read and pray out loud Psalm 91. Just mentioned, I'm, I'm, um uh, about to launch a course on Psalm 91. So, you know what? It's like here's your warm-up session. Try it and see. Psalm 91. You read it out loud daily for 30 days. And by reading it out loud, that's pretty much what that means is like you're you're praying it out loud as you read it. And as you read it, you'll see what I mean. It's not really a psalm you can't not pray. It's uh this is a big deal, Psalm 91. It's a big deal. It's part of your inheritance. So grab it. Uh, and you may get to like day six and be like, oh, this feels monotonous. What am I even doing? That's totally normal. Press on. Keep going. By day 30, you will not be the same. You're going to find yourself praying Psalm 91 over people, situations, circumstances. The first thing that's going to come to mind when, when stuff gets tough, when the rubber meets the road is Psalm 91. And you're going to live believing it. Just because you've read it out loud for 30 days, you'll never stop living it out loud. Things are going to happen. Mountains, they're going to start moving. Grace, grace is going to begin to flow. Um, You know, take the kingdom of God by force. Isn't that what it says in Matthew 11, verse 12? Take it by standing in prayer. Take it by praying God's word. Take the kingdom of God by force, by choosing to believe that he has promises for you. And lots of them. And they're good, that every single promise God has made is absolutely unequivocally true for you, not just corporately for, as a whole, but for you individually and personally. All he has planned, all he has purposed in store for you, it's going to be yours. It will be yours. Nothing less. You know, you've probably heard people say shalom. And maybe you've seen that, depending on the version of the Bible you read um, in some places in the Old Testament, the Psalms, shalom. That word means nothing missing nothing broken. That is what God's will is for you. Shalom, peace that comes with nothing missing and nothing broken. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's the kind of peace I want. What about you? So Psalm 91, 30 days straight, and just see, try it and see. So I've just given you a very doable plan to start seeing God work and move in your life. And it can change the the entire trajectory of how you live out your days on this planet. Why can I not say the word trajectory let's say it again it can I dare I say it will change the entire trajectory I did it of how you live out your days on this planet do it by faith if you must do it by faith and by that I mean you may not be feeling it when you start praying Psalm 91 on that first day of your 30 days straight that I know you're going to do you're going to do you got this you got this that's okay that's okay. You don't have to be feeling it. Just be strong enough and courageous enough, like Joshua 1.9 says, to just get started. You right now, you be strong and courageous and do the work. And the work is to read Psalm 91 out loud every day for one solid month. Trust God enough to start this little project. Not even very difficult. It's really, you know, you'll have it. it just open up an app on your phone. You know, Psalm 91 and just, it's, it couldn't be easier than that. And read it out loud every day. If you don't have time in the morning, read it on your lunch break. Trust God enough to do this. Even if you don't feel like you totally trust him yet in all the things, try it, try it. And in the words of the movie, A Christmas Story, a uh, double dog dare you. You know, I, I really will be such a goofball as to double dog dare you to do this if it will get you to try it. You, know, you don't have to have a lot of belief in this kind of thing right now. Like, I mean, I, I understand we're all at different places in our walk with Lord and our faith walk, but time is of the essence here. And so it's time to grow your faith. If you don't have like a ton of um, your own belief right now, okay, well, here I'm, I'm literally holding out my hand right now as I record this podcast. Well, here, take some of my belief and get started with that. Like, literally, this is like an heirloom seed. It's not GMO. It's not genetically modified. So you plant it and it will never reproduce more seeds. No, no. This is an heirloom seed. It's going to take root and it will grow. And it will bear fruit, and that fruit will be seed-bearing in season and out of season like a tree planted by streams of waters, whose fruit never fails because its roots go down deep into the nutrient-rich, just nutrient-dense, well-watered soil, and it never winters. It's never a winter season. It just keeps on producing. That's what I'm giving you, an heirloom seed of my belief for you to start with, and just wait until you see what God does from there. But you're never going to see if you don't try it this is your inheritance. It's up to you if you're going to take it. Nobody can force you. I can double dog dare you, but I still can't force you. But I'm holding out, I'm holding out an heirloom seed of my faith, my belief for you to start with. So grab it and go for it. Again, God is no respecter of persons. You can have as much Jesus, as much of all that he has promised as you want, as much as you want, as you like it, so be it. So, you know, Why not go for the gusto? Grab it all. Why not? Let's just ride this sucker for all it's worth and live, live all the way into the grave. Let's not just like exist until the grave overtakes us. Let's live all the way into the grave till our very last day. So it does say in verse 17 that we gain this inheritance in part by sharing in his suffering. You and I, we're going to suffer. It's an untruth to say when you come to Jesus, you never have hard times again. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you will. Uh, Some of these things are going to break your heart. When people reject Jesus and you understand the eternal forever consequences, that will break your heart in the church body. Just as Jesus and Paul stated so clearly, they're going to be wolves. They're going to come in to try to mislead the flock and even to devour the sheep. That's what the word of God says. Uh, You know, you might experience being made fun of. You might be treated badly because of your belief in Jesus and God's word. All those things are true. Uh, but those who don't know Jesus, they suffer too. We suffer from victory as part of procuring our spiritual blessing and inheritance. We have this promise in Romans 8:17. Those who don't know Christ suffer with no victory on the horizon. Because without Jesus, even the greatest earthly victory amounts to nothing other than something akin to another notch on the devil's belt. You know the saying, smoke him if you got him. Satan's got him, and he smokes him. You know what I mean? He does what he can with every opportunity that he gets, and he is not going to leave anything on the table. Why in the world are we leaving so much on the table if our enemy Satan is leaving nothing? No, no, no more of that nonsense. We're in it to win it, baby, right? I mean, we're going to run our race to win the prize. And as long as we run our race with Jesus, we're guaranteed to win the prize. Suffer for Jesus, okay? Or suffer to give Satan what he wants. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really, there's no other option. There's no in-between. Your suffering, when you know Jesus as a child of God, comes with the promise that you will share in his glory. Your suffering, when you know Jesus as God's child, it comes with the promise that you will share in his glory. Think on that for just a second. Really think about that. Christ's glory. And he's willing to share it with us, with you. This is a promise among promises. It stands head and shoulders. above. I mean, this is a promise among promises. This is beyond our ability to understand or comprehend. And yet, even though we can't comprehend it, we can't fully wrap our minds around it, yet this is what God is offering to us today. And it is for today. Today is the day that you're listening to this podcast episode. So today is the day that God planned for you to hear what these verses from Romans 8 have to say. And that means... Today is the day that he wants you to believe. Believe. Believe today this is for you. Step into this. Receive all he desires to give you because you are his dearly loved child. You know, that's that's really that's really the heart of it. He loves you and he has good for you. And even the things that maybe don't feel so good right now, the things that you can say, I know I'm suffering. You know what? If you're suffering for Jesus, ultimately, ah, so good. So much good for you. It's part of your inheritance. He's going to share his glory with you. Mind-blowing stuff. God's promises are so true, so big, so good, so rich, so unfathomable, and they're for you. Thank you so much for joining me for part five of this series for Romans 8, and don't forget to get on my email list at janlbert, J-A-N-L-B-U-R-T dot com for info about being a founder for the course. Next time, we're going to look at verses 26, 27 and 28. Uh, and uh, yeah, you heard me right, Romans 8:28. We're just about to, um, you know, the oft-quoted, kind of like famous among believers, verse Romans 8:28. We're going to discuss it in the context um, where it lands in Romans 8 with verses 26 and 27, because we want to know all of what God says so we can get all of what He has promised. Don't miss next week. Don't miss uh, Don't miss, and invite your friends. Subscribe to the Burt, Not Ernie show, all that kind of stuff. It's a big week on the show for episode 96. So make plans, like make some room in your schedule so you can catch that episode. I'd love it if you'd uh, leave a review for the show. And if you've already left a review, thank you so much. And if you're about to leave a review, thank you in advance. I appreciate you. I'm praying God's richest and fullest blessings and favor over you this week. I'm expecting him to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that you could ever think, ask, dream, or imagine. Won't he do it? Yeah, I actually believe that he will. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Burt Not Ernie Show, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.